Hey there, friend. Glad you're back with me again. I hope you're having a sunshiny day, no matter what the weather is outside. I am back from California. Had a super fun week out there with Margot, Gus, and Charlie taking care of them. And if you're friends with me on Facebook or Instagram, you saw five million pictures of them because I, I, I like flooding Facebook with happy, sunshiny things. And what's more sunshiny than cute grandchildren? But now I'm home and getting settled back into life here, um, and I brought some sunshine back with me, which was nice. So as I was thinking about what I want to share with you today and what I want to ponder for just a minute, I was reminded of something that happened with uh, my other granddaughter, Lucy. And this was a year ago, so Lucy was two, and we were babysitting her and took her to a party we had been invited to that was um, at someone's lake house. And I took little, I was following little two-year-old Lucy around um, as she explored everything. And we went down to the lake and they had one of those floating docks. Um, it wasn't a very big one, but you know, a little floating dock that uh, when you go on it, it's just floating, so it moves. And Lucy is more of the sort of cautious type of kid. So she got on this floating dock and and looked at me like, whoa, what is happening? So I, you know, trying to explain to a two-year-old, I can't say, oh, it's a floating dock. Don't worry about it. So I just looked at her and I said, wobbly, wobbly, and like tried to make it fun. And she looked at me and laughed and we made it rock back and forth and said, wobbly, wobbly. And then we went off of it, got back on the land. She got off it pretty quickly. But then as you do with the two-year-old, we wandered around. We kept going back to the dock over and over and, and repeating this over and over. So it became a Grammy word, wobbly, wobbly. And I was reminded of that as I was thinking through what I wanted to share with you today and how just how our world sometimes can feel wobbly, wobbly, but there's something we can do about it when we feel wobbly, wobbly. So let's get started. This is the Pause and Ponder Podcast with me, Susie. Thanks for joining me. I hope that these few minutes will encourage and brighten your day. Okay, so what do I want to talk about today? Well, um, the other day, Wes asked me to help him write a devotional that he wants to create for um, the junior high kids, because we do junior high youth group, on the book of First John. Uh, which we have been studying, and we're trying to encourage them to read their Bibles more. So we thought we'd make this little devotional. So we were working on the beginning of it, and I'll just read the first few verses to you. First John begins with these words, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. That's it, the first verse. So here John is writing to us, and his motivation is to tell us, I was there. Let me give you a first-hand account. And I love this about John and First John, that here we have a letter written by someone who is like, hey, I walked with Jesus. I talked with Jesus. I knew him, and I want to share that with you. I want to share that with you, this first-hand account. How exciting is that? How exciting? What 
Have you ever talked to someone who met someone famous and you're like, well, tell me what it was like. Here is someone who walked with Jesus and we can find out from him what that was like. And it just, it just inspired me anyway to want to read my Bible. You know, we don't always, we don't always feel like reading our Bible. I mean, let's just admit it. We don't always feel like it. We're not always in the mood. But you know what? That's what I want to encourage you with today is even though you hear it over and over, I'm going to say it again. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. It's really true. It will change your life. Think about it for a second. We have in our hands the words recorded by our Creator. You know, when I was little, um, I helped my parents with teaching kindergarten Sunday school. And they would ask the kids these same questions every week. They taught them the answers to these questions. They would hold up a Bible and they would say, what book is this? And the kids would say, the Holy Bible, the Word of God. Then my parents would ask, is the Bible true? And the kids would respond, yes, all of God's words are true. Then they would say, who wrote this book? And the kids would say, God told men what to write. And that's what it is. God told men what to write. So we have God's words written down by man, but decided by God in our hands when we hold a Bible. And I know you've heard this before. You probably know all of these things. I'm not telling you anything new, but how often do we need to be reminded of it? God wants to speak to you. God wants to speak to you. And you can sit down at any moment you want and hear directly from God, the creator God of the universe, your Savior, your Lord, wants to talk to you. In God's Word, in the Bible, we find guidance, wisdom, encouragement, and challenge. And here's the real thing, and this was my question in the junior high devotional. Do you want to know him better? Do you want to get to know Jesus better? That's what will happen when we read our Bible. We'll just get to know him better. What is God like? Read your Bible. What is really important in life? Read your Bible. Want to know what God would say to you if if, if he was sitting right next to you? Right now? Read your Bible. Feel far away from God? Like he isn't really paying attention to what's going on in your life? Read your Bible. You know, it's not like school. We don't read our Bible just to increase our information or our knowledge about God, like our intellect, even though that will happen. No, we need to read our Bibles to actually spend time with him, to spend time with Jesus. We can open our Bible. We can pray just a simple prayer. Lord, please speak to me. Help me to understand. And then you open it up and do something revolutionary. Just listen. Stop talking. That can be hard for me. But stop talking and see what he has to say. You know, sometimes I ask myself, why do I ever neglect this when I know all this is true? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long it's been or how inconsistent we've been. Just start again. Even just five minutes. Even five minutes a day or one minute. Of course, you know, longer is okay too. But even if we just spend a few minutes reading God's word, it will absolutely change your life. 
And it doesn't matter if you don't understand every word. Just keep reading. Just don't worry about that. Maybe you ask someone later, hey, what does this passage mean? But don't let that get you down. Just keep reading. Personally, I think First John is a great place to start, but the Gospels, wherever, just read it. And here's the thing to th consider. Every single person you've ever heard of who has been on fire for the Lord, who is passionately pursuing Him, every single person who's full of joy and purpose and, and just all out for God, every single one of them has a habit of reading God's Word. Now, is it always some sort of mind-blowing experience? No. It's not that every time for anyone. But what relationship is? You know, all relationships have an ordinary component to them, right? They're not all like a movie where everything's exciting all the time. So we need to stick with it, even on the ordinary days, even when it feels dry. And remember, you can't make it exciting. He can. So we can pray that he changes our hearts and maybe reveals what's going on in us that's keeping us in that dry spot. The main thing is we need to keep reading. Not reading will only cause us to drift away more. Maybe he wants to grow us in discipline. That I'm not reading it just for what I can get out of it, but in obedience and to honor him. So that is my main thing today. As I read through 1 John um, and, you know, planning out this devotional for the kids and thinking about how John wrote this letter so that we could know what it was like to walk with Jesus and the most important things to communicate to us from someone who walked with Jesus. And I was like, oh, that just makes me excited to read it. Because I want to know, I want to know what were the most important truths that someone would want to communicate. And of course, John wrote this at near the end of his life. So, you know, sort of his last words to us, the truths that are most important. It makes me want to read it. Doesn't that just make you want to open it up and be like, hmm, what were the most important things? And so it just got me thinking about how important it is to be in God's word. We need Oh, how we need to read our Bibles. I need to read my Bible. And you know, I think we all need to hear this. We all need to be inspired once again to renew that commitment, to be in his word, to not just be in his word, but to have that desire of this isn't just, you know, not just, oh, this is something I do, check it off the list, this is how I start my day, whatever, in, in that kind of dry sense but to have a renewed a renewed excitement a renewed joy in getting to know Jesus better we're never done getting to know Jesus better we're always no matter how long we've walked with the lord or how short we're always in this place of wanting to know him better so anyway what does john talk about you might be wondering as i just kind of teased you with it as i think about first john Something I always notice about it is that as John shares what he's learned from spending time with Jesus, he says something over and over, and it's this phrase, so that you will know, so that you will know. Over and over, he has different things he wants us to know and be sure about. So remembering that John learned directly from Jesus 
and walked with him, talked with him, etc. And the result of that time with Jesus was a list of things he wants us to be certain about. And so here was what here's what I was struck with this morning. I was reading somewhere else. I was reading in Luke 4, you know, when Christ went into the wilderness and was tempted, the temptation of Christ. And I was struck by this one word in that passage. The first word out of Satan's mouth when he tries to tempt Jesus to sin. If. If. If equals uncertainty. What a contrast to what we find in God's word. You know, the world surrounds us with uncertainty, doesn't it? What if this happens? What if, what if, what if? If we let this seep in, all of this what if, we can start to feel wobbly wobbly, as I said to Lucy, on shaky ground, full of uncertainty, and then comes anxiety. And then that sort of feeling of we live in a crazy world and it's out of control and I don't know what's going on or what's going to happen. Wobbly, wobbly. What a contrast to God's word and First John so that you will know, so that you can be sure, 100% sure, you can trust this. You can be sure. That's what God's word offers to us. That's what God's word does. It puts us literally on a firm foundation no wobbly wobbly at all. We can go from wobbly to solid ground. Every time we read it, we should be filled with a, yeah, that's right. That's right. This temporary stuff doesn't matter. That's right. It's not all about me. That's right. I'm just a sinner. I'm weak, just like that person that annoyed me. I'm just as bad. That's right. I need you, God. And that's right. God is good. God is faithful. He's got this. I'm sure. 100% sure. So if for any reason you are feeling wobbly wobbly, whether it's just the world out there or your own circumstances or maybe just your mood today, please remember, open your Bible and be reminded of what you can be sure about. What is certain? What is true? What is 100% what you can know about God, about the world, about your situation, even about you? We can be sure of what God says. And that is not wobbly-wobbly at all. That will put your feet on solid ground. What a great God we have that he gave us his word. He gave us this book that we can we can open it on our phone now. We can open the actual book. We can memorize scripture and have it in our head. But we have a book that we can open and spend time with God whenever we want. That is awesome. That is a great God and worth pausing and pondering and stirring up in us a greater desire to spend time with him. And that's what I hope it will do for you and me today. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testify to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. 
we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. 1 John 1, 1 through 1-4 Thanks for joining me, and I hope and pray that you will be stirred up and encouraged and grateful for God's Word. Till next time. Thank you.